Hey everyone, this is Amos for Just Being Amos Podcast. I have Michelle and Scott Atwood of the Main Street Mouse YouTube channel. And we are going to talk about everything Disney, including Star Wars and MCU, things of that nature. I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Hey everyone, this is Amos for Just Being Amos Podcast. I have met some two people um, this weekend uh, at the Huntsville Comic and Pop Culture Expo this weekend. By the way, I guess you guys should um, come to this um, convention. And um, the people I met are Michelle and Scott Atwood. Michelle and Scott, how are you guys doing tonight? I mean, today. (laughs) Wonderful. Thank you for having us. Oh, oh, a pleasure, a pleasure, a pleasure. So for my listeners uh, listening to this, um, tell me, what are you guys, um, what do you do? What do we do? Yeah, that's what do a, you do? That's a loaded question. You want me to start or you want to start? You want to start? Somebody go first. Go ahead. Okay, so um, we actually run the Main Street Mouse. We own it. It is a Disney fan site and community. Um, we work with uh, Disney News, Disney Media. We do Marvel. We do Star Wars. Um, we do a little bit of everything. We cover media events for Walt Disney World and Disneyland. Wow. And, um, as well as the cruise ships. As well as Disney Cruise Line. And I've written two books. Two so, books, okay. Yes. And we have a live show and a radio station. Oh, my gosh. It seems like so much when we say it. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, I'm, that's, that's perfect. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. So, I need. I want to know. And my listeners want to know, too, you know. You know what I'm saying? So, cool. Um so you say Star Wars and Marvel, and I, Scott, I heard you are a big Marvel fan. Uh, you could say big, yeah. I'm big. a ginormous Marvel fan. Ginormous, ginormous, <laughs> as big as Giant Man size. Uh, Which Giant Man? <laughs> Put you on the spot. Oh, man, I'm not sure. Oh, come on, man. Question. I mean, that, come on, man. Hank Pym, Scott Lane. It had to be Pym. I have to go back to Pym. The originator. It off, yeah. yeah, no Bill well, Foster. Okay. No, I, I go back to Pym. Okay, okay. Pym okay. was the originator. I mean, he's an original Avenger, which my nickname is Avenger, so it's kind of, I got to stick with the original. My nickname, TMSM Avenger. It's our acronym of our site with the Avenger on there. So I'll go with the original Avenger and Hank. Oh, okay, okay. Him okay. and Jane were two of the originals. He's oh, yeah. all he's all about all that Marvel stuff. Everything Avengers is me. That's that Captain America, Hulk. Uh, I just I love it all. The MCU though, once that launched, I got I dove more into it even more so just because there was such a story there that you could tell to people who had grown up reading the comics, people who had no idea that these universes existed. And I thought it was a great way that when Disney and Marvel kind of came together, they were able to tell that story and bring out a whole new new generation of fans that just embrace it and love it so i i i love that they're doing it like that so. okay so is this your first year at um huntsville yes yes first time we've been here we've uh we we jeremy who runs this one we met him at magic city con and he invited us to come this year shout out to jeremy the guy who was the man with the master plan who mm-hmm. runs huntsville um, great guy. uh comic and uh, pop culture expo Great guy, great guy. He really is. Great guy. And um, also, I want to get a shout out. I'm going to give a shout out here to Spinnerack Comics. 
You know, I'm a big comic book fan. I mean, I, I collect comic books. I love Spider-Man. I'm also a Marvel, Marvel fan and whatnot. And um, Michelle. Yes. What made you want to do this? Oh, my gosh. Um, so, for me, I'm a lifelong Disney fan. Um, like, the movies, the, the memorabilia, all of it. My parents took me to Disney World when I was six years old. And it was, like, one of those things that stuck. You know how, like, when you're a kid, there's certain things, certain memories that will stick with you. Oh, of course. And they don't leave. Right, right. So, um, as I got older, when I was a teenager, it was, like, one of those things, like, I want to go back and do Disney things. And then as I got older, when I had my own kids, I'm like, okay, I need to raise Disney kids. And then, like, the Di the Disney life, like, um, the site that we do, the media, the writing, the whatever we do, um, actually started as a hobby. And it turned into something bigger than I ever imagined. Right. So it, it kind of like, it was like a snowball. Like it started off really small and it got bigger and bigger and bigger. And in 2014, we decided to move. Well, well it was a snowball that got bigger and bigger to become a glacier, right? It, it kind of, you know what? You know what? It kind of, it kind of did. But, it, you know, it's it's not for, like, you know, a lot of hard work, a lot of ups and downs. And... I'm not sure how it got to where it's at today, but I'm super thankful that it is. Okay, okay. So, um, you do everything with Disney. Like you say, Marvel, even Pixar, Toy Pixar, Story, yeah. Muppets. Because, you know, Disney has a lot of properties, man. Disney has more. a lot of facets. You know, you think about, like, the Muppets. You think about Pixar, right. Star Wars, Marvel. Like, it, when I was a kid, it was Disney, and it was strictly Disney. But now you have all these extensions of what Disney does. I, I think that was a great move that Disney did with Marvel and Star Wars. Yeah. You know, when Marvel, they purchased Marvel, and then turn around, you purchase Star Wars, which, you know, it has a following since 1977, the, from the first one, yeah. I'm not gonna tell you my age, but yeah. <laughs> I mean I wasn't I wasn't around, but you know. But anyway, um, it's just the person, the Muppets. I grew up watching the Muppets. Yeah, Muppet Show. You know, the Muppet <laughs> Show. Yeah, you know the two old guys on the top of the balcony yeah. talking mess. Yeah, talk, like the original crap talkers, like from back in the day. They right. were the first ones talking. The smack. first haters. The first haters. Oh yeah, they were first haters. They're the first yeah. haters. Yeah. yeah. Really I like Beaker. But what's funny is though if you go to Hollywood Studios at Walt Disney World, they still have they have a Muppet 3D show. And speaking of the haters, like when you go into the theater, they still have like the guys heckling the puppets are there. Oh, really? They do the crowd, still heckling yes. the crowd. So it's like some things I think are timeless. Right. And people enjoy that. Like the you know, it's nostalgia. It, it really is. It, it really it is. is. It really is. I know for me, um, growing up as a kid, you know, I wasn't big into Disney. You mm -hmm. know, I'm more of the 80s kid with Transformer, G.I. Joe, and stuff like that. He-Man. Oh, He-Man, yeah. Uh, My brother afraid. loved him. Yeah, I he was man. just like you. She's the one that got me into Disney. Right. I, 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 like, kind of, like, yeah. reeled him in with the Disney But then stuff. when Marvel came on and Star Wars came on, it, it pulled me in even deeper. It, that's it changed the demographics a little bit. You yeah, know, I think they try to gear more to the, the male audience. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, man, the female, I mean, man, female audience love Marvel, too. They did. Marvel now. I don't know about Star Wars. I don't know that, that yeah, too besides much. Besides Princess Leia, I don't know yeah. if there was a lot You know, I will say that, like, as from a female point of view, I, I mean, just from my own perspective, right. like, as far as if you're going to weigh, like, Star Wars and Marvel, 
I prefer Marvel over Star Wars, and I think it's because I think Marvel has such a diversity in like the storylines and such. Like Star Wars, like you, you know, like you said, it comes starts from 1977, yeah. and like the storylines grow. I prefer Marvel than Star Wars, but I mean, but I think that there's a fandom for all it, of it. It's a fandom of everything. Yeah, you know, speaking of Star Wars, you know, is they having the celebration? Yes, and next month. Yes, matter of mm-hmm. fact, next month I think it's in Chicago. Chicago. And then Star Wars, um, we just got the news this past week that um, Galaxy's Edge Star Wars Land is opening um, this summer in Disneyland. And then at the end of the summer, Disney World, at Walt Disney World in Florida. And it's huge. It's the largest Disney expansion ever in a park, at both parks. Yeah. And it's 14 acres of new rides, new attractions, new new, um, experiences that fans have never seen. There's, there's going to be, you're actually, they say when you walk into Galaxy's Edge, you're going to become a member of the Star Wars universe. You're going to be able to, to ride the Millennium Falcon. And like actually pilot the be... Falcon. Man, I bet that's going to be awesome, man. <laughs> man. As a kid, I always wanted the Millennium Falcon, dude. I always wanted it. So it's oh, going to yeah. be like high tech. <laughs> yeah, right? It's going to be very high tech. So I think Star Wars, Star Wars fans are going to be in for a treat when Galaxy's Edge opens. Well, to the point, too, they've done something where Disney was known for their audio animatronics. And right. Yes, these yes, creatures. Good. But Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is going to take that to a new notch. They're called the A1000 robots. That these things are going to be able to run, jump, do Flip. fly. They're going to be able to run and jump, like pose in air and land wow. and come to life right in front of you. Without, I mean, it's in a way, it's scary. You think a Terminator? <laughs> yeah, it's almost T-tool, like that. Yes. and those are the T. Those were the T one thousands. These are A one thousands. So it's like the early versions, but that's Disney's Imagineers have. We've seen some footage of it, and it's just amazing what they're making these robots able to do, wi- wirelessly, and it's just, it's fantastic. So uh, yeah, Galaxy's Edge is going to have the first like the first generation of like these high tech animatronics. So it's going to be really interesting to see. Wow, that's amazing, man. That's technology had really come a long way. It's almost scary how, how much technology has progressed. You know, mm-hmm. it's like really crazy. What, what is that? Um, speaking of Terminator, it's, it reminds <laughs> me of all the people got lazy and fat. What was it? Wally? Wally. 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 Yes. Yeah. Wally. And that's Pixar, where that's they're Pixar. all just laying in these, these chairs, like watching the world go they by. Depend on, they depend on robots and. AI and computers to do everything for them. They don't. It's like the thinking. epitome of laziness. Is like you know, like like to the next level lazy. <laughs> I'd like to give that a try for a while. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm sorry, man. I, I'm I'm, I'm kind of like I don't want that to happen. I mean, I'm good with technology, but I don't want that controlling my life like no, that. No, no. But it's it's just very strange. Like we there was um, they had what do you call it the um the the convention that we had went to at the beginning oh, of the summer. The, they, it's, it's the IAPA convention, which is the um, it's the theme park convention they do every year. And this is where all the major theme parks come together and they talk about what's coming up in the next years. Uh, actually, it, it's crazy that we were walking around there watching like Bush Gardens just bought this roller coaster that was set up. Right. So, I mean, They're like buying like, like roller coaster carts and like all these like it's it's quite. It's, it's like Walmart for somebody who owns a theme park. It's crazy. <laughs> but this is where they made all the announcements about the high tech like audio animatronics and about all these things that are coming. So it's kind of exciting. It's exciting but scary to see what is actually like coming to the parks. Right. But I mean, I think it's going to be really cool to, to see it all come together. Now, I know Disney um, coming out with some new, not, I can't say new films, but they are redone. Yeah. Now, my question is this. Do you think they should do those movies over again? Like, once once again, they did Jungle Book. Yeah. Now they did Sleeping Beauty. Like now, they're doing, they're, now they're doing the 
cartoon, not as live action. Live and action. I saw the Aladdin trailer. I'm sorry, man. So far, I'm not impressed. No. I saw the Lion King. How can it be live action? No one's in there. Is really alive? It's not a person in there. It's all CGI. It's all animal. Animal. Yeah. yeah. I mean, then we got um Dumbo. You know what, Dumbo? <laughs> I, I will tell you this. I will tell you this. Like Dumbo, they have like a, a preview at Hollywood Studios right now where you can watch like a five minute clip of Dumbo. Um, the uh, it everything like there's Danny DeVito, Michael Keaton, like all these great actors, and the only like animatronic is really the baby Dumbo. Right. So, but it looks so realistic. Now, if you're gonna if you're gonna jump over to say the Lion King. Like the the majority of the the quote unquote live action Lion King, those are computer generated. That's animals. what I'm saying. Yeah, dude. but there's this voice actor. That's the only thing you're getting. And that's and what Aladdin. I'm like okay, so you know what we do is we put out Disney sends us news stories right. and we we put them out. Now I know that you know people like to shoot the messenger when it comes to news stories. So like we put out, I will tell you honestly, we put out like the 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 clip. Disney movie sent me the clip right. of the Aladdin and Will Smith as the genie. Now you got to remember when you think of like nostalgia, they think of Robin Williams as the genie from twenty years ago or whatever. And when when they saw Will Smith, you know, as the genie, people are thinking Fresh Prince of Bel Air. <laughs> you know, it's, it's kind of like it's a very it's very hard to separate the two. So it's it kind of like, and, and we try to be very objective. We put on news like let's try to give it a chance. But you know, when you put stuff out, you you kind of kind of laugh at yourself. Times see, the, the, it was a, it was a backlash when Entertainment Weekly put it on the front cover. And he was not in the blue. It was, he not, was not yet. Not yet. Nope. I think that was not a great move at all. That's my opinion. No. They should not have waited. I, I think if, the, if they're going to CGI stuff anyway, they yeah. could have CGI'd the genie from the film and made him look more realistic. But it really does look just like Will Smith, but blue. That's I, what it is. I, it's I, it's it, Avatar genie. Oh, no. I'm talking about Avatar. <laughs> I'm speaking of Avatar. Now, Disney on that, too, now. Yes. They, uh, they're, uh, they're just... The Avatar Land, which opened last two yeah, summers ago, Pandora, Pandora Kingdom. is it's it's a beautiful land to walk through. What they've done there is absolutely amazing. But I'm not a fan of Pandora or Avatar or any of that. I never. And liked that's it, the crazy so. part now since the merger. I mean, the buyout, whatever you want to call it. They got Avatar now. Yes, yeah, it's James Cameron. Thing. I mean, I, James, I got issues with the James James Cameron a little bit. He made a comment about Avengers in uh, Twitter. Yeah, and that's the thing. Now I'm sorry, man. Um, Disney own your your property. Yeah. <laughs> I just mean I just call it kind of like karma a little bit. Yeah, this is my opinion. No. <laughs> yeah, you don't know? you don't bite the hand that the feeds you or could feed you. It's a, it's that thing my my dad always taught me is you never know where somebody's gonna come back into your life later. So right. you always treat them with the respect you want back because 20 years you don't know if they could be your boss, they could be your best friend, you don't know. So yeah. you know and you know what's funny, what's kind of ironic is that we got to cover the media event for the World of Pandora when it opened in right. the Kingdom. This will be almost two years in, in May. And, you know, James Cameron was on for like the grand opening at the media event and he was like, this is the best this and that, whatever. Most inclusive Most inclusive ever. But they're still, like, we're preparing for Galaxy's Edge. So they're like, yeah, you go ahead and say this now, that this is the best, the most high-tech, but Galaxy's Edge is coming. And there was actually a Disney VP that stood, after James did this and presented to the cast members, one of the VPs, until Galaxy's Edge. Until Galaxy's Edge. Because they had said that he was so... 
demanding to in the Imagineers to build on how they built the rides and stuff. There was tech that he said, you're going to do it this way, and they said, we don't know how to do it yet. And, right. like, and it was delayed. The project was delayed years because he wanted it a certain way, and they didn't have the technology to do it yet. So they had to invent technology to do what he wanted for the land that they were building for him. But they're kind of like, you know, like one of those type of things like dot, 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 but galaxies are just coming. Yeah. That's still coming. But it's still, still coming. Still coming. Yes. James Cameron with George Lucas did something a lot right. better Right, so you, you, you go ahead and enjoy your glory right now, but in a couple of years we got this coming and it's going to be better. It's basically what they were saying. Wow. <laughs> that's, so. that's, that's funny. That's funny. Wow. Um, another question is that, I know this this your first year going this con, so... What uh, what convention? Well, my question is this: Which convention that y'all really went to that really had got more attention to you, from your fans and stuff like that? Came to see you? Was, oh, we listened to you and stuff like that. That's a hard. One, That's a hard one. I put you on the spot. There. You know we, what? Though um, we we did we did the um, Magic City Con the past two years in Alabama, Birmingham. Um, in Birmingham. Shout out to the Magic City Con. Yes, yes. Magic Jamie City and her, Con. Jamie and Rita in there. It, sure. Yeah, and what's funny is that Jamie, who runs the convention, actually was a fan of our site, and that's how we got asked to come and do it two years ago. Right. And it's you know I will say that when we do these conventions and such, it's always such a humbling experience to have people come. And say, you know, we follow what you do. Uh, you know, we, we appreciate what you do. Um, they've bought one of my books. They follow the site. They, whatever. Um, you know, I think it's hard to say which is best. Because I think anytime you get out there where you can actually connect with your fans and meet with them and be able... I'm very big on thanking people, you know, face-to-face. If they were to come and say, you know, like, I, I appreciate what you do, thank you what you do. And I'm in, in turn, I'm saying to them, thank you for following what, what we do. Because if it wasn't for the people that follow us, we wouldn't have this job. Right. And that's, that's being very humble and gracious mm-hmm. at the same time. I, I kind of feel like that in, in this business... You have fans, you know what I'm saying? Fans are the people that really make you. Yes, they yes. do. They really make you. They do. And when I see like some incident that you don't treat the fans with respect, yep. or that, that really bothers me. It does. And you know the thing is, is that whenever people, like I said, people come up and say thank you, and I turn it right around and say no thank you. Right. Because I, I really believe that you, you can't take what you have for granted. Right. You know, because, like, what we do, you know, like, yeah, we have a live show, we have books, we have this and we that, but there are so many other places that people can go and get their information and get their entertainment and getting their sense of community and information on what we do. Um, so I think it's really important to extend that gratitude to people when, when they come and they see you. Well, that's what I was going to say. One of the things, that going to the conventions and people coming out, it, it's humbling. It, right. It's amazing that yeah. people will spend their money to come to a convention, and a lot of them told us, I just wanted to come meet you, or I just wanted to get the book signed. It's like, you spent that much money to come meet us, and it's right. like, I feel right. I feel bad that they did that, but to them, it's no different than somebody like me or you wanting to meet somebody from Marvel. Right, you right, know? right. And the one thing we do, um, and a lot of the people do what we do, but for some reason, we have a meetup every year. We have our annual meetup at one of the parks. We pick it every yeah. year. We've done five of them now, five years in a row. The first one we did, we had 100 people take their time to come to Epcot and spend the day with us at Epcot. Just 100 people, either on vacation, people rescheduled vacations to take, and when we were having our meetup, it's it's so humbling that people would reschedule their whole life 
to come spend one day with us. And it's like, what makes us so special that you would want to do that? It's, it's fascinating. And from this, um, when you when you said that, I uh, I witnessed it firsthand. And I told you, um, Scott, I have a friend who works in the business, and he's you know his name is his name is Mark Bagley, and I, I've seen people come up to him saying, Mr. Bagley, you my you my childhood man for, because of you. Put, it put me through school, hard times, stuff like that. And that stuff is genuine. Mm-hmm. Yes. Once it's genuine, yes. man, you know, you can't take it back because I, it, it, it's, it's breathtaking. To know, it's breathtaking to know people love your work and the influence you had on their lives, man. And I think that's a great thing. It is a great thing, man. Y'all doing a great job. Well, thank you. And we don't take it lightly whatsoever because I I really think that every every opportunity that you get, every person that comes that follows what you do, um, any compliment that people come, it's it's such a blessing for us to be able to do what we do, and we just we just really appreciate it. And it's something that y'all passionate about, you love to do. Yeah, you know, it's they always say it's not a job if you love what you do. And the fact that we had come from, like, you know, like, I worked in finance. He worked in computers. And the fact that we took a hobby and something that we love to do and turned it into a job is amazing. And not only did we did that, though, it was a hobby in Michigan. We we started all this in Michigan for, what, three years we ran in from Michigan? Four. Two, almost four, four years in Michigan, not being able to visit the parks, not being able to get to Disney. And we still ran it. We built it. And then when my job downsized finally, and I had a severance, and we said, you know what, if Let's we're ever going to take the chance, we got to take our chance now. All or nothing, right? It was, and that, that was five years ago. Wow. And we're still doing it. So it's like, yeah. it's, it's I really it's think, amazing. I have a lot of people that come to me and say, well, you guys, you know, there's so many people that wish, and we had talked about this earlier, you yes. know, about like there's, there's things that you do because you have to, and you might love your job, but I do also believe that there's times in life that you want to be able to pursue your dreams. That man, re- that I wanted to be an astronaut when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be a firefighter. Well, I think that within reason. I think within reason. Like I like, and it's so hard because there there is that balance when people come to me and say, you know, I want to do this or that. Like because of you, I want to pursue what 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 what's in my heart, and I just I don't want. There's a line there, you know. Like you want to tell people yes, but you don't want to be irresponsible with no, it either. That, that was when she released her first book, which is Moving to Main Street, USA. We were approached by a publisher who to write the story of how the Main Street Mouse started yeah. and how we went from Michigan to Florida and everything we did to, to build it to what it is. Mm-hmm. And people, she wrote the book more of a, a tell-all, but also out of inspiration that don't give up on your dreams. If right. you have a dream, you can follow it. Now, we, we, we had to clarify, we're not telling you quit your job, move to yes, Florida, and try like, to become a Like, don't fan. sell the house and, but, like, move, but you know? if you have a plan or if you have an idea of what you want to do, Spend 20 minutes a day working towards that or something to get there. Yeah, I remember going to a convention um, at Dragon Con. Um, y'all might want to check it out one day. Oh, yeah. Uh, I went to set in a panel. This is one of my favorite um, writers. Her name is Kelly Sue um, DeConnick. She um, wrote Captain Marvel for um, uh, Marvel, whatever. And she was sitting in a panel, and someone asked her, said, um, I'm trying to do a book, and I don't know what to do. And you know what she said? He said, I'm, I'm going to say it. He said, just fucking do it. Mm-hmm. I said, wow, that's, that's so simple. That's so simple. <laughs> so simple, man. So, I mean, if you have something in your heart that you're very passionate about, you got to take that chance. I get it. And you got to take it. I think know? what's so much worse is regret. Like, yeah. if you, when you grow older and think to yourself, what if I would have tried? Or what if I would have just taken that little bit of a step to right. do what I want to do? Well, the thing to look at, too, is everybody who's been successful failed. 
Right. They had to fail in order to achieve success. You in don't one way always or hit it out of the park every you, time you you're never trying to do something. The first that's time. not a high percentage at all, man. No, really no. not. And we, you know, we we did not get to where we're at, and, and and we're not like at this level that I am completely content with. Like, there's more that I want to do. But you know, there if we would have stopped a couple of years ago when it was hard and like the hardships and different things that happened, that we would have never persevered and done better. So I think if there's one thing that you have to just keep at it, but you don't want to. You don't want to sell like your whole life away to do no. it. There's balance, you know. No, and that's one of. I I often talk about people who've influenced me, and Walt Disney was, of course, one of them. And knowing his history and, and learning about him all these years, the man failed so many, so many times. times. He was homeless. He was eating garbage sandwiches that were in the garbage because he had no food, no money. I didn't know that. And yes. Then, and then finally, he created Oswald, the Lucky Rabbit, which was his first success, and that grew from and there. Then and then Snow White. And then that was stolen, and then. He got Mickey, and then he created Snow White, and then everything just started snowballing for him. But that man were, failed so many times. So I think that there's a lesson to be learned there. You know, like you just. And I look at every great man did though. Stan Lee, oh, oh Stan Lee, failed. Steve you know? Jobs, right. Apple was never an easy thing. George Lucas, I mean, they all had to go through their trials to reach their their what they wanted. Because I remember the George Lucas story that they kind of like laughed at him by the way did. he did that. They did, you know, and they even laughed at him even bigger. When he said, I want all my rights to my toys. Yeah, yeah. I want, you know what? Pay me less money, but give me you merchandise rights. rights. And boy, oh boy. You're an idiot. You, that'll never work. <laughs> yeah, right. Look <laughs> at the bank now. Yeah. Star Wars made more money merchandising than any but other you, movie in But history. you learn right. from that, you know? Like, you learn from that. Like, just because you don't hit it out of the park on the first try doesn't mean that you need to give up on what's important to you. And I think sometimes you have to try something that's not the norm. Right. You, like George Lucas did. Okay, pay me for the toy rights. You don't want to pay me what I want for the movie? Then give me my toy rights for everything that comes out, and we'll call it even. And at that time, he had no idea if it was going to do what it did, but he had a vision. And if right. his vision came true, he knew what it would, and it did. It worked out great for him. <laughs> and everybody who got the percentage Everybody of that, got a percentage of that, Because I think right? Alex Guinness got a percentage of that for Obi-Wan. It was part of his contract. Oh, that's and he got, right. And they said he, paid, he got paid almost as much as George did because the percentage he got, because that was the only way George was able to get him to agree to do Obi-Wan Kenobi, was to give him that percentage. And that he ended up making billions off the same thing that George, or millions, not billions, I'm sorry, but he made, <laughs> he still made a ton of money off of something he Obi, didn't have to do anything. Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. He was wow. the wise one, that's he for was, sure. He was, <laughs> <laughs> he was the wise one. You're right. You're right about that. Man, that is awesome, man. I, mean, I really enjoyed this conversation with you guys. I really have. I learned something new. I didn't know this really exists, man, the Main Street Mouse. I mean, I'm not a Disney guy. I mean... Per se, right? Marvel. I'm a Marvel. We're gonna reel you in. Now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When I thought of Disney, I was thinking about Princess Snow White. No, Sandra there's Rider. so much That's more. At first, at first, there's at so first. much more. I remember I watched Duckwing. I mean, Darkwing Duck yeah. and yeah. Ducktales. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Disney afternoons. Yeah, that's right. Rescue Rangers. Oh yeah. Now I'm remembering everything now. Yeah, yeah, I did like Disney. I'm gonna I'm put. I'm gonna take that. Back. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm gonna take that back. And Jim Cummings is downstairs who did a lot of voices. That's right. Yes, that's right. That's I'm, right. I'm gonna take it back. It's, it's such a broad field. You just don't even realize. You don't realize how much Disney owns or has I, owned over the years. Yes, I see now. This this in this our conversation now. I'm thinking about all the things I watched as a kid. Who Framed Roger Rabbit's one of my favorite films, and Disney pretty much owns. Well, Gummy Bears one too. I believe. 
They were. There's, they have they have like their toe dipped in every pond, like all over the place. They had the Power Rangers at one time. They had they oh, did, really? they Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles at one time. Back when um, my kids were little, yeah. they, they used to have Power Rangers meetups at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Same with the like, Turtles. They had a Turtles and, yeah, like, stage so show type thing. At it's almost like they owned, Disney owned a little bit of everything at one point. And Turtles is another, another thing, another thing to talk about. That's been longevity too. Huge longevity. Yo, from a comic book, you know, when, people don't understand it started as a comic book, it was an right. indie book. Right. They and it was a cartoon that it, became that live action movie. Yeah, and the book was dark, dude. It was. It's the, the comic book was very, very dark. Mm-hmm. Not as far as it was black and white, but the, the content of it. Yeah, it, you know, it was dark. It so. wasn't. It was at the time really dark. Nowadays, you might look at it and go, "Well, Walking Dead's a lot darker." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right, right, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. But at the time when it came out, and that was a whole different time in our in our uh, generations. It's funny <laughs> if you think about it. Like speaking of dark, like when we were growing up, like stuff that you would never, ever, ever see, like on TV, like cable, whatever, like that kind of stuff back, like that we see now would have never flown back then. No, like at all. never. Like that's so funny because sometimes, like when we watch on TV, like he mentioned. The Walking Dead, and it's like you know, really gross things. And I'm like, there's no way that you would have got back away with that stuff. They didn't get away with it in movies at times. No, <laughs> no, it's, it's just such a different time now. Yeah, it is. It's, 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 it's it, we in the political correctness society, but at the same time, there's so much other stuff out there you like couldn't get done, couldn't. 20 or 30 years ago. Nope. No, seriously, if you think about like when we were kids, what they showed and what they, sh- as opposed to what they show now, big difference. Oh, well, you go back to a time though, they show a, a bedroom scene and the husband and wife are in separate beds. That's true. You're thinking, I love Lucy. And then the Brady Bunch, they brought the husband and wife in. I mean, it was a slowly progression over time where stuff like that's changed and we've accepted more violent. Right. And now they show like zombies eating people's faces off. So oh it's like God. a totally different thing. Well, I mean, no, no. Since Disney did the acquirement of Fox, man, you know, Fox have a lot of rated R movies. Man. Mm-hmm. I wonder how they're going to handle that. Well, I don't know. The one thing we were we we have a friend who works at Disney. He's been there for a long time, Mark. And um, he told us he goes. They have so many movie companies that they can push them under different. I thought companies. so. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they can have that company put that. So the Deadpool was the biggest one. How are they going to put a Deadpool movie out and call it Disney? And they're saying they'll just use one of their other. They don't want to take away with from certain stories, like you know, like when like there was a lot of jokes, like when Disney bought Star or like like the George Lucas franchise, or when Disney bought Marvel. Like, they don't want to take away from the story plots that were there previously and, like, Disney-fy them, so to speak. So that there's ways to, to keep it true to the story, but right. still, like, Disney still owns it. So right. it, there's, right. like, a fine line there. Yeah, they, they try to convince you that Disney Disney's there, but Disney's not. Like, Marvel Studios, Thanos snapped. These people disappeared on right. screen. <laughs> that would have never happened in a Disney version 30 years ago. Oh, no, 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 no. No. That's snap. Oh, my God. We ain't going to talk about that. No, exactly. but see, but we're going to get some answers to that pretty soon. Oh, for Captain Marvel? Yeah. Okay. Captain Marvel. And, yeah. and then the next Endgame. Avengers, oh, Endgame. Yeah, I'm going to do another podcast after I see you Captain Marvel on Monday. Oh, Monday coming up. But, man, yeah, but, I mean... 
Yeah, I mean, I've been watching Disney for a while. I just, um, I thought it was just all about princess, princesses and this and that. And when we just talking, I just forgot the TV shows. And, and Gargoyles. Gargoyles. Oh, my God. That's right. You know, there's so many things that you don't even realize that Disney's had a hand in. And it's just getting bigger and bigger. And then even, like, live-action movies like Tron. Tron was a huge one in the Tron 80s. That's Disney. Disney. Oh, man, that's a bad movie, dude. And then Tron, Tron. But it's loved by so many people. So, so by, yeah, that's going to be another thing I'm going to talk about later. Because they're building a Tron coaster at Magic they Kingdom. Are. Oh, really? They are. I mean, if they're... you go on YouTube, Shanghai already has the coaster. They have a version of the coaster, and people are blown away by how great this coaster is. Because you actually ride one of the cycles. So, oh, like, Magic sense. Kingdom's 50th anniversary is coming up pretty like the next two years. Yes. But... So like they're the back in like Tomorrowland they're building a Tron coaster back there like they they've already broke ground for that so it's gonna be interesting to see what they do. There's okay. a lot coming. There's a lot coming. And there's a Guardians there. ride coming to Epcot. I heard about that one. Yeah, that's gonna be cool. So I got to go to this convention. Just uh, just a little tidbit for you. Um, the the Guardians coaster that's going to Epcot is going to be you know the big they call it the Epcot ball but it's Spaceship Earth the big you know the the um, the, the the symbol of Epcot has been this big it looks like ball. a big golf ball I've really seen it they're before, saying right. that four of those are going to fit into this building that's how big it is and it's going to be a the Guardians coaster is going to be a story coaster so as you are going through it you're going to be it's going to be part of a story so and it's going to be the largest indoor roller coaster in the world. And that is going to be open in two years. Yes. Man, the one of the Marvel making out on billions and billions yeah. of dollars. And then they're building the Avengers Land out in Disneyland. In uh, California. California Adventure. Mm-hmm. So it's like that's coming out there. Because the Universal Studios and Walt Disney World have a thing where Universal... There's like a big old... like their button heads. They can't build it in Orlando, but they can build it in California. In so Anaheim, so. they can. They have a whole lot of more... They have a lot more Marvel in Anaheim than oh, they do in oh, Orlando. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty See, cool. I learn something new every day. We can sit here for hours. Why don't yeah. we get like this one for I, I, I hours? I, I see that. I see uh, that. We're a wealth of information. All Disney. Uh. I, I, yeah. Okay. Cool. Right. <laughs> well, guys, it was great having you on my podcast. Well, thank you. you, know, thank you. It's you no know, Main Street Mouse. I'm going to check it out. <laughs> I'm going to check it out. So, if you want to put a plug in, tell my audience um, where can they find you guys and everything. You can find us at themainstreetmouse.com is our website. Um, from there, you can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube at the Main Street Mouse, and on Twitter, we're just under Main Street Mouse. Yeah, no the on Twitter because right. there's not enough characters. So, but <laughs> yeah. everything else is the Main Street Mouse. Um, our yeah. Our largest following is Facebook, Instagram, and then we also have a Facebook like private group for people that want to get together and just talk Disney, Marvel, Star Wars. And if you love Disney music, if you love Disney uh, parade music and things like that, we just launched our own radio stream called TMSM Radio. So if you go to either your App Store or Google Play Store, you can download it for free. Completely free to listen to. We play the fireworks music, we play parade music, and we play a lot of the movies music. On or, so and from can, attractions, too. Yeah, from attractions. So anytime you're missing Disney and you just want to listen to it, turn that on and you can listen. It's free of charge. It doesn't cost you a dime. It's, just yeah, something it's free and it's fun. Wow. Okay, cool. And guys, you can check me out at Just Being Amos on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and also I have a website, www.justbeingamos.com. I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Peace. Just being in this.